0: In today's show, I'm looking at busts for Fantasy Basketball Points Leagues. Michael Bolton, does he enjoy a bust? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked on fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. And we are available on all platforms. Yesterday, I did a show on Fantasy Points League Sleepers. And wouldn't you know it, 12 hours later, ESPN updated their rankings. So I'm going to touch on that a little bit later on. And talk about some of the absolutely wild changes that went on. Um, But we look at busts here. Of course, busts is relative to ADP, but more relative actually to rank. And I discussed this on yesterday's show because ADP trails rank. And when you head into a draft room, if you're against a bunch of people who know what they're doing, then they have their own list that they go, and eh, that's fine. But against more casual people, people who might not know as much what they're doing, people who aren't quite as dedicated to fantasy basketball, they go by the list that's presented to them. And in a draft room, the list that gets presented to them is the ranking list that the site has. So as I said, ESPN just updated the rank list. Yahoo has their X rank list, which again, is based on a magic formula that literally nobody ever does. Um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm trying to say? Discloses. We have no idea what they base it on, but they, it's there. And that's what happens. And then the ADP follows that. So if you're using ADP, you'll see numbers start to change based on what happens with the rankings. Now, we know that these rankings are garbage a lot of the time. Um, you're never going to be 100% correct. But when there's things that literally make no sense, that's where you know, where we try and find this value with these guys. So you know, while we can say, oh, yeah, you know, one goes by rankings, it's just not true. People do go by them, so we need to look at these numbers and look at these rankings where players are positioned because when you head into a draft room, even sometimes the most seasoned fantasy player will see the clock ticking down and start to panic, and they'll look at the first five names on the rank board and pick someone out of that group. And if the rankings are bad to begin with, then you might be stuck with a player who probably shouldn't have gone at that spot. So what we're going to do is go through busts on Yahoo for Points Leagues, busts on ESPN for Points Leagues, and then have a look at some of the sleepers that I did yesterday Thanks ESPN. Some of the sleepers I did yesterday who have had some wild adjustments and where they fit now as well. So I don't think my voice is going to be able to do the laugh, but we'll try it. Let's get it on. Warning. Let's get it on Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely, definitely not. Oh my God. I'm going to put that on the shelf until we, uh, until we get back in business. I don't know why I just, um, pushed myself onto the wrong screen here. It's just a disaster all around. Anyway. Maybe we do take two and I don't do the laugh. Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> there we go. Much better. How smooth. How professional. Yahoo Points Leagues. Let's have a look at some, uh, some guys that I think are perhaps a little bit overvalued on the Points League format on Yahoo. Standard Points League format, of course, if you use... Well, we actually give bonuses for double-doubles or I have minus one points for field goal uh, attempted. That's cool. I can't possibly account for every single format that you do. This is default Yahoo, default ESPN. If you want to see specific projections based on your specific league that changes these different things, and we have minus 24 points for ejections and a 1,000 points for quadruple doubles, in Basketball Monster, you can go in there, you can chuck all of your settings in there and see how everyone projects out. I can't do it for every single league setting, so we're just doing default. Default. Carlington Towns is at 10. Is that a bust? Yeah, I think it is. I think when there's a guy that you are looking at here at the end of the first round, now when I get later in the rounds, if there's like 20 spots difference, 18 spots difference, I consider that a little bit of a bust. A round and a half, two rounds of value. At the top end, if you're 10 spots out, I think it's a bust. If you're a back end, middle to back end second round guy getting taken in the first, I think it's a bust. I think that's what Towns is. Towns last season was 12th in Yahoo Points Leagues and I don't think he's getting better from this season because of the Gobert edition, because of the uh, presumed ascension of Anthony Edwards, I don't think Towns is improving on the 45 fantasy points he averaged last season. So therefore, at 10, I think it's a waste. I think there are other guys you can take at number 10 who would be better fantasy options for points leagues. Towns, to me, is a back-to-middle second-round player around the 16 to 17 to 22 mark in a points league. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But again, last season, he was 12th. This guy is super popular, the next player. He's getting hyped up everywhere. Yeah, my mate, Zach Hanshu, who's going to come on the show next week. I'm going to grill him about this. He's pumping Tyrese Halliburton, absolutely, not, in, not only to the moon, but yeah, to through the ass of the moon, out the back and somewhere out into the outer space. He took him at two in one of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl drafts yesterday. Two! That was category leagues, granted. I think Tyrese Halliburton I'm gonna get you know when we get hot takey here? He's a massive bust for points leagues. Yahoo's got him at twenty-two. It doesn't seem like it's actually this, sorry, that's not true. They don't have it at twenty two. I put the wrong number there. I have him at twenty two. Yahoo's got him at twelve. Twelve. For a points league, it's too high. Do you want to know where he was per game last season? Forty fourth. Forty fourth. Now in category leagues last season, he was about twenty second. So we expect a little bit of improvement to push him to the end of the first round. I think he's fine in that 10 to 14 range of category leagues. But in points leagues, for him to go to 12th, we need him to average what, 45, 46 fantasy points. He averaged 37, under 37 last year. It's a big jump. I think taking him, and again, that should be 12, so I apologize. It's, it's, it's a waste. Category League's fine. Now, they have bumped... There's so much wild changes in these ranks from week to week when they do them that they go too hard. And again, the X rank is a stupid number that deceives people because it is non-format specific and they don't explain what it's based on. So 12 for Halliburton on a Category absolutely, totally fine. They finally got it right. But in a points league, no way. No way would I take him at 12 in the first round. Again... His end second round versus end first round, which is not a big difference, but when you're at the top pointy end of the draft, it is. Steph Curry at seven. No way. Not not in the slightest. Steph Curry was 17th per game last season. Per game, 17th in Yahoo Points Leagues. Why would I, with a full season of Clay Thompson, with maybe an elevation from Jordan Poole, maybe with more caution from Steph, want to take him at seven? The answer is I absolutely wouldn't under no circumstance. In a Category League, no worries. Knock yourself out. In a Points League, you're wasting your pick. It's burnt. It's done. It's cooked. Don't do it. Don Mitchell, 23. He's done. He's good. They did make an adjustment based on the trade, but not enough. He shouldn't be there. He should be middle of the third round. Mitchell was 24th in Points Leagues last season, so right on the button to where he hits here. But that's expecting an improvement. Don't really see how that happens. Fred VanVleet, at 20. They were down on him a lot earlier in the ranks, and they bumped him up. I know there's reports out, and I said this yesterday, that you know, Scotty Barnes is going to be the point guard, and Van Vliet's going to play off ball more. I don't actually care about that. Like VanVleet average over six assists playing next to Kyle Lowry. He's still going to be the point guard for a lot of the time. Um, but in a points league, he's just not that valuable. He was 30th last season in 38 minutes a night under 40 fantasy points. And again, this is a category league-based ranking. So in a points league, who is probably more of an end-of-the-third, start-of-the-fourth-round guy, they're suggesting second round. I suggest you don't. Mitchell's backcourt partner, Darius Garlo Garland. He's at 27. Last season, in what you might suggest, was an absolute best-case scenario. No Sexton, no Rubio, 38 minutes a night, 28, 30 usage, huge assist rate. He finished 33rd, right? So I don't really see the situation that he improves from there. Do not waste an early third round pick on Garland. He's more of a fourth round guy. Honestly, might even push to fifth, probably closer to mid fourth, but closer to fifth than he is to second. So I wouldn't want to take him at 27. And the vibes in Phoenix, they are whatever the opposite of immaculate is. Shit stained. Maybe that's what they are. They look horrible. Jay Crowder's pissing and moaning and doesn't want to be there. Deion Ayton's like, fine, I'm alright. It's good. I love my team. Like, yeah, him and Monty Williams aren't talking. Like, everything's out of, Robert Sabah, everything's out of control. Yet, this ranking would suggest that Ayton's going to be significantly better than last season. So they're going the reverse contract here? I guess people use whatever narrative they want to fit whatever they want. Well, now he's got the money, he's got to prove it. Like, pick a lane, mate. Like, I think what you're trying to say is none of that shit matters and it's all just fluff that people make up to try and justify performances. When it does it again, it doesn't matter. He was 56th last season, Big Eight O. Um, yeah, do, do I foresee a 20 spot jump? I guess it's possible. Would I want to bank on it by taking him at the end of the third round? God no, absolutely not. Why would I do that? Seems insane. Don't do it. But what isn't insane is better line as the number one source for all of your football betting info and NBA, because we're starting back up, preseason game yesterday. Football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis in every game you can find. Wasn't a great day for my Miami Dolphins yesterday. Hopefully, Tua ends up okay after that bad hit, but all of the week four action is up over at the site, including the Packers, nine and a half point favorites against the Patriots. That probably should be a little bit higher with Mac Jones ruled out, but all of those odds you can find over at BetOnline, your continued source for all sports wagering information, which includes live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's also the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, let's look at some more busts in Yahoo points. Miles Turner is at 34. It looks like he's not been traded at this point. He was 70th per game last season. Again, one of the illustrations of the problem of having a rank that covers every format while covering none of them accurately. You do not take him in round three of a points league. I can see how you would go round five for him. I can see how you'd sneak him in there. Like that, 34 is insane. Like, it's actually crazy. Um, I get it that Yahoo default leagues have two centers. And please, for the love of absolute God, do not have your league with two centers. Do you want me to stress it again? You are actually out of your mind if your league plays a two-center default league. It's almost as crazy as having your league run until April the 9th. Both of those things should die in a hailstorm of fire and piss. They should not exist. Get them out of here. Anyway, that boosts him up a little bit. Not to 34 though. Don't take Miles Turner at 34, please. And the same goes for Jarrett Allen. You sure there's a little bit of a bump because of the center value? And he was 48th last season per game, big Jarrett. I don't want to look at him and go, he's going to take a step forward. Everett oh, um, Mobley's taking this big step forward. Donovan Mitchell's now on the team. So Allen's also taking a step forward. It's not true that everyone can take steps forward. And I think if Mobley's taking a step forward and Mitchell's there taking more shots, then Allen's going to drop off. And the biggest driver of value in fantasy points leagues, usage in minutes. His minutes will be fine. His usage will drop. And then the next bigger thing is points. And points will drop off a little bit as well, I would expect. So, yeah, don't waste it at 40. Des Bain. Even at 49 in a category, league, I'm a bit iffy on Bain. How does Brooks go about sacrificing his shots? Lol. There's no way he's doing that. How does it work if John ja Morant and, and Brooks stay healthy? Does Bane actually get a 20% usage with books out there um, shooting with one hand and jerking himself off with the other? Like, how does any of that work? So at 49 in category leagues, Bane's iffy. At, for the 80th ranked player in points leagues last season, there's no way that I'm using a top 50 pick on Des Bane. No way. I think he improves a little bit from last season. Extra one or two fantasy points. Not seven or eight. So no thanks. The Baptist Johnny Collins yesterday, I thought that he had some value. On ESPN. I think he was ranked too low there. But, not here. 57 is too high for Johnny. I I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why we would do that. He was 69th last season. Giggity. That's cool. So he's ranked 57th now. Maybe there's a chance for an improvement without Gallinari, but I think Murray takes a bit of usage away. Which, again, usage is a key, key factor. Biggest correlation, along with minutes, into fantasy point production. So, Collins, if anything, stays the same or possibly gets worse. um, Franz Wagner. This is one of the things that I, that I you know, I, I get, oh, don't worry, they're going to change. It. I get crazy about this stuff and maybe it's just me, you know, getting worked up. But when people put out rankings and Franz Wagner's ranked 220, 262nd and now he's ranked 66th, like what changed for you? What was the thing that made you go, oh, yeah, look, maybe we should bump him up? Like what changed? I, I know the answer, but what changed? So now he's at 66, and it's too high. He wasn't a top 100 player last season, France, in points leagues, 105th. And there is a chance for him to improve, second-year guy, all that sort of stuff, but Banquero's there. Isaac, allegedly, is going to play at some point, maybe, who knows. Full season of Fultz, I guess, without the broken toe. Yeah, Wagner will improve. not sure he improves 40 slots. It's probably too high, I'd say, for him. It's maybe about right in Category Leagues. I think it's too high in a points league. What about the big fella, the Jedi? Well, what about Scar? OG. B- stop, ones. OG. Uh. You better stop, OG. 71st last season, OG was. Um, He's now ranked 56, which I think is, again, probably spot on for a Category League. So much talk. And again, you've got to pass all the media day bullshit on oh, OG. He's going to have a real se- big season. Not everyone can do it, Right. Not everyone can do these things. Magic are out here telling us Bol Bol's their best shooter. That's cool. He'll probably play zero minutes a night. So yeah, you know, we have to really pause or, or really try and evaluate this stuff. OG's going to have this big breakout. That's cool. Scotty Barnes going to have a breakout and Siakam's going to be an MVP. And Ken Burch is now fully healthy and Preston is going to break out and Nick Nurse is going to play everyone 27 minutes. Like All this stuff's crap. Like It's impossible for all this stuff to happen. So I think we t- tend to pick and choose. Oh man, I love OG and now he's going to have a breakout so let's fire it up. Like, yeah, but no. It's really hard to get through all that stuff. In saying all that, I'm not picking OG in round five of Points League. I'm just, just not doing it. And I'm definitely not taking Maga Porter Jr. at 53. Three back surgeries for the old mate. Um, yeah, he was terrible last season, obviously, and we expect him to be better. But if I get him later on, I pick 80, I'm good with it. Pick 90, it's great. Pick 50, in round five, it's a waste, an absolute waste. Not No chance I'm doing that. Like Tyrus Maxey a lot. Don't like him enough to take him at 54. It's just taking, so, pricing so much value out of him. 83rd in points games last season, and now it is a full season of James Harden. And Maxey can definitely get better than last season. He might not. He might actually stay the same or get worse. But you're expecting him to go from 30 points to 35 fantasy points. On, a, on an average basis, I think it's too much to expect. Bud healed at 76. Heald was not that high. Where was Heald last season? Let me double-check his name. 109th in 31 minutes. And if he does remain in Indiana, there's a chance that he's better than that 109th last season. Because he was great when he joined the Pacers, but is he going to stay there? How much are they going to play him with Duarte and Benedict Mather in I just think, again, you, if you're taking Heald at 76... It's basically ceiling in a points league. It's basically his ceiling. Um, Yeah, this makes no sense. The thick hogsman. Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. He was 65th in points leagues last season. So now they've gone, all right, he's at 59. What? He was really poor with Harden around. He was the fourth offensive option. And for a bloke who gets no steals or blocks or assists and is now playing down at the three, his rebounds are probably going to drop off. There's no way that he's a fifth-round play. Like, there's no... Even if he finishes in the fifth round, it's a terrible use of assets to draft him at that spot. Let someone else have him. Brandon Clark's getting a lot of hype at the moment. I'm worried that it's, Actually, I think it is probably too much hype. He's at 79 on the, on the re-ranks. Initially, he was like 150. What changed, I wonder? 150th last season in 19 minutes, and we expect him to be much better than that. But at 79, again, you're eliminating value. Jordy Poole, he was 88th last season. He only played 30 minutes a night, but he played 30 minutes a night with Clay Thompson out also, you know, for the first half of the season. Clay came back like 10 games long. Clay came back that very game, Draymond went out. And then about 10 games later, Steph went out. So Poole basically had a starting role for like 70 games out of 80. And he's probably going to have a starting role for 15 games, maybe 20 games this season. So while I think he's really good, and I think he's going to have a, a strong role. I don't think he's going to be that much better than last season. Mikael Bridges, here's where you take advantage as a points league player. He's ranked 55th, which is sexy in a category league, and it's downright disgusting in a points league. You just don't want anything to do with it at 55. Forget it. Al Horford's at 75, and yes, The Rock DJ is out. But Horford's not going to be this big usage guy. Not that Williams is a big usage guy. Horford will be fine at like 90, 95. But 75, again, we're just talking about a seventh-round player And I think that's just wasting that pick. I don't see the purpose of taking him in that spot. A few more. Jeremy Grant at 74. That's like exactly where he finished last season. I do not expect Jeremy Grant as number one Detroit Pistons option to have the same level of usage or as the number one guy in Portland, where he is at best third, maybe fourth behind Nurkic. Almost definitely third ahead of Nurkic. But if I was running the offense, Nurkic would be ahead of him. So, yeah, that makes no sense. Mitch Robinson. Is at 87. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. And I get it in a category league, the blocks become scarce. But in a point league, you don't want anything to do with Mitch Robinson there. None at all. He's not a top 100 guy. He's not close to a top 100 guy. He's not a top 120 guy. He was 110th last season. I don't think it's necessarily going to be better for him. The pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Did you guys hear that massive crack on the roof when I said Barnsley? Wow. Anyway, um, Barnsley's at 96 and that's a sort of about where he was last season. But, high usage Sabonis in there, Murray next to him. I just don't expect him to replicate what he did. And he's so unexciting with no ceiling, no high ceiling whatsoever. I think it's a waste to grab him in that spot. Alex Caruso, the rabbit hunter. Be very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. All right, so obviously Yahoo has aggressively adjusted the ranks based on Alonzo Ball injury and put him at 100, limiting, taking all value away. Even in a category league, that takes all value away. In a points league, he was 163rd in 28 minutes a night. And while he should be better than that, maybe one hundred and forty if he plays more minutes, there's no guarantee he plays more than that. There is Caruso, there is Dragic, there is Desunmu, and there is Kobe White. There are four point guards still in this team without Lonzo. So... Yeah, 100 just, again, it eliminates all value. Why would I bother with it? D'Anthony Melton at 92, I cannot for the life of me get my head around that. I cannot at all. Why would I do that? He was 130th in 23 minutes last season. He's going to come off the bench in Philadelphia. His upside is probably capped. Maybe Harden gets hurt. Maybe Maxi gets hurt. And then he's a top 100 player, Melton, but even then not necessarily. But why would you draft him there? Even in a category, it's insane to look at him at 92. And same as Herb Jones, much like Franz Wagner, a guy that was ranked at 260th in the first X-Ranks, and now he is 160 spots higher, despite literally nothing changing. Herb Jones at 81 in a points league is a waste. Again, he is not a good points league player. It's the difference between the two formats. He was 146th last season. Maybe he improves, maybe he doesn't. I feel good about saying he's not improving 60 or 70 spots, though. I feel really good about saying that. And now we move to ESPN. We'll be basing these busts on their rankings, which were updated on September the 30th. And then after I look at the bus, I will talk about the sleepers that I did yesterday that then got adjusted in wild, wild amounts. So, they've got LaMelo Ball at four. Um, Ball was 19th in ESPN Points Leagues last season. Four is crazy. Like, I'm all for having him as a first-round guy. Actually, I'm not even sure I am in an ESPN points league. He's probably more turn early second. Four is is crazy to me, crazy. The fourth ranked player last season was Embiid, averaging 54 fantasy points. Ball averaged 43. It's a big jump, mate. It is a huge jump, huge. They've got Ball ahead of Joel Embiid, ahead of him. It doesn't make it doesn't make much sense to me. Tatum's at 6. He was 16th last season. And much like Ball, he averaged under 45 fantasy points. So again, we're expecting mid-50s from Jason Tatum. Based on what? I don't know. It's a big step forward. I'm not burning pick 6 in an ESPN points league on Jason Tatum. And similarly, I'm not burning pick 7 on Ja Morant, who averaged 45 fantasy points and had 3 knee injuries and was 13th last season. These all these guys, Tatum, Morant, Ball, I think are fine at 12, 13, 14, 15. Go to 10 if you want. But there's a difference between 10 and 6, or 10 and 4, or 11 and 12, 11 and 4. It's too much of a jump, man. Towns at 10, much like with um Yahoo, doesn't make sense. He was 12th in their format last season. I don't expect him to be better than that. I like Cade Cunningham a lot this season, like him a lot. I don't like taking him at 17 in the ESPN points format. He was 65th there last season. And I think he can be maybe 30th, 35th. Not at 17, though. That's early to mid-second round. These next two sort of work together. It's Demar Rosen at 19 and Nikola Vucevic at 18. It's Vucevic. It's, it yep. Um, why is Vooch at 18? You're expecting DeRozan, who was 21st last season, to improve on an all-time great season in his career best year, and at the same time, Vooch to improve from 33rd to 18th. Really hard for those two guys who are teammates to both take steps forward. So one of them might, sure, maybe you look at Vooch as going back to 18. I don't know why you would, but maybe you do. But I wouldn't then expect DeRozan to improve on what he did the year before as well. Yeah, both of those guys, you're taking that's literally mid second round for Vooch. It's there's not, there's absolutely no way that I would be burning a second round pick, a mid second round pick on Vooch. Like the guys they've got ranked behind these players, like that 17, 18, 19 run is Cade, Vooch, and DeRozan. I think they're all busts. I don't, I don't like any of those picks there. It, it doesn't, you know, they've got Steph at 22. Definitely take Steph ahead of those guys. Got Zion at thirty-one. Definitely take Zion ahead of those guys. Like I know there's a risk, but jeez. Um, let's look at. Let's look at Desmond Bain, who, like on Yahoo, is just ranked too high. Forty-first for Bain. Forty-first, and this is a category-specific. Oh, sorry, a point-specific ranking on ESPN. He was 61st last season in 33 points per game. How much improvement is there in him? I've got a little bit of improvement coming. Not that much, though. Not five to six fantasy points per game. This one wilded me out. I had to double-check this. They've got Jalen Brunson at 24. Brunson was 82nd last season, 31 points per game. Um, 24. For reference, I'm just going to find this the 24th player in their rankings last season, averaged 42 fantasy points. It's an extra 12 fantasy points for Brunson this season. And yeah, he probably plays a few more minutes, but it's no guarantee his usage spikes significantly. I I just, again, under what? Is there any circumstance where you think there's at least a 50% chance of Brunson exceeding that value? Is there a a 75% chance of Brunson hitting or exceeding that value? And I would have to say no you're eliminating all value at him at that spot. And then they've also got Julius Randle improving at the same time. So I would have thought if you got Brunson taking a step forward, you'd have Randle taking a step back. But no. We don't. We have Randle going from 51 to 27. I I don't understand how that is. We'll also get to this later on that they moved RJ Barrett up 50 spots as well. And that's why I have an issue with rankings that don't seem to be based on projections because it all needs to fit together. You can't just be like well, the Knicks, everyone's just going to get more numbers because I, I don't see how that works. Um, I was right about this, that my mate, the Delicate Dance, is going to get priced out. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Goon was 178th last season at ESPN points. leagues, averaging 22 points. I've got him as like a 6th to 7th round and even then I'm a bit cautious that's too early. Uh, he's now at 42. That is an absolute no thanks. Uh, Not at all. In a category league, I can maybe make the argument that he finishes there. I wouldn't draft him there, but I can make the argument. 42 is crazy. Polar Bankera at 54. Absolutely no thanks either. Fifth round, it's too early. And Andy Wiggins, while he is better in a points league, an ESPN points league punishes efficiency or inefficiency to a degree. So Wiggins doesn't get quite the same boost. He was 88th last season per game. And again, much like when we are talking Jordan Poole earlier, we have a full season of Clay Thompson now. So that's a few extra shots in every game that Wiggins doesn't get. Maybe we do expect his rebound to jump. And I do. I do expect it to jump. But not not to here. And Buddy Heald at 64. He was 112th last season. That's a big jump from Budrick. Big jump. And he will jump being on the paces. 50 spots. I I have my doubts have my doubts about that. I actually like Kyle Kuzma in Category Leagues this season. I definitely don't like it at 68, though. There's no reason for that. Full season with Porzingis, full season with Beal. He had neither of those last year. Now, to be fair to Kuz and to this ranking, he was 60th last season. So it is taking a step back. I think he takes a significant step back from here, though. I don't see how he maintains that 33, 34 points per game. I don't see that. Westbrook's at 63. There are reports from the Lakers today that he appears locked in as the starter. Their alleged starting group at the moment is horrendous. It's Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, LeBron, Davis, and Jones. So Kendrick Nunn, not a good shooter necessarily, a guy that needs the ball in his hands. So why would you have him out there with Westbrook and James? Um, Damian Jones, not a good spacer. So why would you have him out there with Davis and Westbrook? Like, the lineups don't make sense. You want a spacer, put Bryant. You want a spacer, put Beverly. Like, none of the lineups make sense. But um, yeah, in saying that, Westbrook does appear that he's locked in, but I'm not expecting 34 minutes a night from Russell Westbrook, maybe 30, 31. I, I, There's too much uncertainty. I, I wouldn't want to take him at 63. I'm big on Jalen Suggs having a breakout-type season this year, but at 85, it's too much. There's no way. He was like 170th last season, I believe. Let me double-check that. 187th. Sorry, I was way off. I think he's a guy, you'd look at round nine, pick 100, 110, go to 95 if you want. I don't see the value in him at 85. And similarly, I do not see it in Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis at 78 here. Are we projecting that Brook Lopez has back surgery again? Is that what this is based on? Portis was 86th last season when Lopez played 10 games. So we're looking at him and going, he'll play more? He'll do more? I I, I don't see how. Jaden Ivey at 107 is too high. Yes, he's a rookie. He'll be better in points leagues, but it's too high. 140, sure, take a crack. 107 is a, still a value pick, and this one I can't. I, you can't defend it to me. You can't. Chris Boucher, is it 98? Like why? He was 192nd last season. 21 minutes a night, 21 fantasy points per game. In what world does he improve from that enough to jump 100 spots? That that is an absolute cracker. That is going to kill you if you get on auto draft and um, have him go to you at ninety eight. So now, as, as I said, we had a bunch of ESPN sleepers yesterday, and I went through all the guys I had as sleepers and show. I'm going to show you the guys that changed the most, because there were some crazy, crazy changes. I'm not saying that. You know, I I don't think this is the case. I don't think that those sleepers were adjusted based on my video. I'm not ruling it out. But a lot changed. Kevin Durant was at 19 yesterday. He's at 15 now. That's still too low. It's still way too low for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was on a per-game basis last season fifth. He averaged 52.5 fantasy points. I get there is uncertainty with him, but 15 is crazy. It's too low, man. There's just no way. Kyrie Irving went from 39 to 13th. What changed in Brooklyn? Oh, that's right. Absolutely nothing. Except that I had Kyrie on a sleeper list yesterday. 13 for Kyrie. That's bordering on too high now. I do think he's a top 10 points per game guy. So I don't actually hate it at the end of the first round, start of the second. But what justified a 26-point jump? What justified um, a jump for Anthony Davis? Actually, that Anthony Davis one is wrong. My bad. He went from 28 to 26. I apologize. That's not correct. But this one is. Tyrese Halliburton went from 36 to 8. 8. He was sensational value yesterday at 36. And now at eight, I go, ooh, ooh, is that too high? Is he a bust again? I think he's a bust on Yahoo. Is he a bust again? He's 29th in the ESPN Points League's last season. I do expect him to be better, and I do expect him to be a borderline first-round guy. Maybe early second-round player. But that change is pretty crazy. That's crazy. What changed in Indiana? Nothing. Anthony Edwards went from 43 to 29. So we had him as a nice little value play. He's still got a little bit of value at a rank of 29, but not as much. Scott Barnes went from 63 to 32. Wow. That is a big, big jump. Loved his value at 63. At 32, I go, ooh. It's probably about right. It's maybe 5 to 10 spots too early. It's a big jump, though, considering nothing changed. Jakob Pertle went from 72 to 45. He was great value at 72. At 45, he's not. There's no value in that whatsoever. It's sort of bang on where he is. There's no reason to pick him at 45 now. Josh Giddy went from 77 to 66. It's not a big change, but it does eliminate probably around, or around a value there, and I'm not sure he becomes that sleeper anymore. Trey Jones moved up 20 spots from 115 to 95. Again, eliminating some of the value. I do think that Trey in an ESPN points league can actually be like a top 75 player. So he's still on the sleepers, but he moved up 20 spots, as did Devin Vassell, who also moved up, coincidentally or not, 20 spots. I think Vassell, the sleeper value in him at 73 probably goes away. That's sort of right on where he is. So I'm not saying that's a sleeper anymore. Larry Markinen, despite again, no change in his situation, really. He moved up basically 50 spots from 141 to 92. I still think there is plenty of value in him at 92. So that's not bad, but it's a big jump. As I said, Sengun went from 89th to 42nd, despite, again, literally nothing changing in Houston. Wagner went from 98 to 71, eliminating a lot of value there. PJ Washington went from 150 to 99. That 99 for Page is probably the right spot. It's around the right area. So, you know, value is eliminated there. You still get a little bit. I think he's maybe a top 90 guy, but a lot of the value gets taken away. Brandon Clark went from 147 to 81. Okay, that's probably overpricing him now. Mikael Bridges went from 113 to 86. 86 is about the right area for him. RJ Barrett, who is ludicrously priced at 132, moved up to 99. So he joins Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle as players who have seen absolutely insane bumps. Barrett at 99 is basically exactly the right spot, as I mentioned on yesterday's show. Monty Morris jumped up 42 spots, 143 to 101. Probably eliminates a little bit of his value. He's basically, I've got him at 99. He's now at 101. Claxton moved from 284 to 121. What changed in Brooklyn? Hmm. Oh, nothing. So now he's 121. Zubat's moved up 149 to 110, probably eliminating quite a bit of that value as well, unfortunately. And then Jordan Clarkson, man on the street. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. He moved up from 154 to 122. So just wild changes for, yeah, that's at least like 20 players moved up massive amounts of slots. So everything has been re-ranked over on ESPN, and a lot of the sleeper value that I highlighted has been eliminated, unfortunately. This is what happens when you put stuff out into the public ether that things do change. There are some values. though. Chris Paul's been put down to 59. Fox still remains at 39. Porzingis still at 55. Beal at 48. Ben Simmons at 62. Miles Turner is at 74, which actually on ESPN is value. Jalen Green at 65 still retains value. Keldon Johnson at 79 still retains value. Clay Thompson at 88 gives us value. I think Trey Jones still has value. Wendell Carter moved to 103. That's value now. Don't know why he dropped down so far. Um, Clint Capella at 96 is valuable. Jalen Smith's at 109 now. Gordon Hayward still got value at 119. Um, Jaron Jackson's at 213 now, so they're saying he's undraftable, which is weird. Kyle Lowry at 116 is value. Jabari Smith at 128 is great value. Um, Cam Johnson at 176 still is valuable. I think Horford at 135 is great. Claxon at 127 still has value as well. So we didn't lose all of the value, but still some wild, wild changes that happened over on ESPN in the last 24 hours. And that we will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up and you leave those juicy, juicy comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.